Welcome to the Holistic Pilgrimage Podcast, where seekers of health find support, inspiration, and a light along the journey to balance in mind, body, and spirit. Here, my guests and I discuss our own uniquely personal and conscious path to health, which may include functional plant-based nutrition, healthy lifestyle habits, personal development, and mindfulness. Guests are encouraged to share their own unique journey, personal experiences, and perspective. However, the views expressed by the guests may not necessarily reflect my own personal views as the host. Please note that this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to replace the advice of a trained medical care provider. Please discuss any potential lifestyle changes with your medical practitioner. If you enjoy this program, please subscribe and share on Facebook and other social media. I would like the content to reach a wide audience, and you can help. Since this podcast has been newly released, it would be great to see it climb the charts in iTunes to get posted on the new and noteworthy list. If you think this content is valuable and informative, please go on iTunes and write a review so that those at iTunes will notice that there is quite a bit of traffic to this podcast. In addition, you may also donate to the show to help defray the website and hosting costs by going to www.holisticpilgrimage.com and click on Donate in the upper right-hand corner. Your help is very much appreciated. Enjoy the show. Today, I am talking with Kimberly Bachoven of the YouTube channel, Fat Woman Goes Raw. At the start of 2012, Kim was almost 350 pounds, or even over 350 pounds, and she decided to switch to a raw vegan diet. A raw vegan diet is one that is made up of mostly foods that have not been heated over about 118 degrees Fahrenheit. In August of 2012, she decided to go on a 100-day juice fast and started to do video logs or vlogs at the channel Fat Woman Goes Raw. In total, she has lost about 140 pounds and went from a size 28 or 30 to a size 12. She now has a closed Facebook group with over 3,800 members where she offers support. She is a certified holistic nutrition health coach specializing in the area of weight loss also a mother of three, and a writer and author. Welcome to the show, Kim. We first got connected around November 2012 when I discovered your channel and the juice fast that you were on. You shared your journey in such a warm, genuine, and honest way. I remember at that time really identifying with where you were at because in January 2012, I also transitioned from eating uh, meat and dairy to being a high raw vegan. Uh, had gone on a juice fast and had lost a bit of weight. I particularly resonated with how you and I both needed new clothes and a smaller size. I had started posting a few videos about my journey and we had been commenting back and forth on each other's videos. The Holistic Pilgrimage podcast is all about honoring everyone's unique journey to health and I'm glad you're here to speak more about your own journey. Uh, Could you tell us, Kim, what inspired you to make the shift to a raw vegan diet back in January of 2012? Well, first of all, it's so good to talk to you again, Amy, and I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me. 
Uh, well, I mean, the, the first thing is the thing that inspired me was just that I thought I was going to die. Just to be quite frank, I mean, I, I thought it was over for me. I was in my 30s, um, three girls, and it was becoming increasingly difficult, if not impossible, to take care of all of them. And just to go from doing daily you know, activities and trying to take care of my responsibilities. And honestly, I became very desperate. I was sick. I was so sick with enlarged heart and high blood pressure, panic anxiety with OCD tendencies, depression, sleep apnea, just about everything you can possibly, <laughs> I mean, anything, everything, everything except diabetes, ironically, but just anything that comes along with being really severely overweight. And I was just desperate and I hit rock bottom. And basically I, I, w I was desperate. And so I actually went to a seminar for gastric bypass and I, I thought I was going to go that route. And I signed up and they, they set up appointments for me to go in. I was going to do it, but it just didn't feel right. I, I really was scared because I knew about all the dangers. I had had friends that had done it, family members, and they and it ended up failing. They would lose the weight initially and then they would come back and they would actually need the surgery again. Some people had died. Some people had been in the hospital with severe complications. So I, I just really felt like there was another answer. And I do, I'm a Christian. I have a lot of faith in God. And I, I honestly just sat and prayed. And it's like, God, there's got to be something else. It's just got, this doesn't seem like the perfect answer for my problem. I just, I just got on YouTube. I was crying. I was sitting there alone crying. And the first video that popped up was this video called the Go Raw Trailer by Marcus Rothkrantz. <laughs> and he was so dramatic. And just, I watched that and literally I got chills all over and I started crying, just uncontrollably crying. And then the people, my family was around. They're like, are you all right, mom? What's going on with you? And it just, it hit me. This is it. This is the answer. I knew. It's like when you know, you know, sometimes people have good ideas and you think, oh yeah, that, sound, that sounds pretty good. But then when you really know something, you know it. And so I really began to start raw food. I had never heard about raw food, actually. And I actually researched raw foods for quite a while before I committed to trying it. I'm one of these people where I read books and read books and research and research before I, I sit down and decide to do something. So I did all this. I got the raw food detox book and just all these things in the library. Didn't have a whole lot of money. I got them from my public library. All the YouTube videos, um, like Life Regenerator, Dan the Man, Dave the Raw Food Truck Driver. And um, I just, I began to um, implement things. And I just immediately, honestly, the, into day three of doing these small little changes, um, my health make a huge turn. And so later on, you were inspired to do a juice fast or a juice feast. What inspired that juice fast? Well, along with these raw food videos, there were a lot of videos on people who had gone on juice fast. Like, like I'd mentioned before, Dave, the raw food truck driver, he, he did I believe six months or so, or probably more of just green juice. And he lost over 200 pounds. Was He was like in stage two colon cancer and kidney failure and all these different things. 
and he cured himself. And it made sense to me, you know, because I feel like I've always felt like God has the perfect answer to our problems without, you know, sounding too religious. I mean, I just feel like the creator is not going to put us on this earth without solution to our problems. And so this just made a whole lot of sense to me because, you know, Philip McCluskey was another one. He had lost a great deal of weight, I believe, also doing some juice fasting. But the way they explained it made so much sense because when you're juice fasting, you're, the nutrients and the live enzymes, which is the premise behind raw foods, is that, you know, you're not cooking the foods and, and killing the live enzymes that you need to survive. You're eating them while they're still alive. And so if you're eating live food, all that live goodness is going to get into your body. And if you're juicing that much more, live enzymes is going to get into your body because you can juice five pounds of kale and drink it, whereas you're not going to be able to sit down and eat that much. So you just, it's like concentrated vitamins going into your system and not only that, but the fact that you're not eating, and there's a huge discrepancy with this, but I believe juicing really has its place because so much healing can take place because you're giving your digestion a break and then the juicing can go into your body and it can really, it has time to heal itself with all, you know, you're taking in all these vitamins and then vitamins and then you can heal itself. And it's the same with mono dieting. You know, you, when your body only has to digest one thing at a time, it, it's such a great chance just to, to rejuvenate. And I, I still do it today, you know, if I'm feeling run down. So what would be a typical mono meal for you? And, and a mono meal is, of course, eating like one food and just having one meal of that one food. I love mono mealing because for one thing, it's cheap. <laughs> you mm -hmm. get a sale on something, like especially during the summer when the watermelons are so cheap. A typical mono meal for me is probably going to be, I mean, it could be anything. Um, it could be watermelon. It could be bananas, you know, with the 30 bananas a day stuff, you know, <laughs> which is it's beautiful. And it could be grapes. I've done grapes, cantaloupes, and then, of course, all your greens. It basically can be anything, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be um, a whole day's worth or several days worth even. Just having one meal where it's just one thing, your body is able to digest it so much better because it's not having to digest several things at once. Were you having any digestive issues back at the start of your journey? Oh, I really did. That was probably low on the totem pole of my list of problems. So I didn't really think about it a whole lot because there was just so many other things that I was going through with the panicking anxiety and the arthritis and stuff, you know, where I, my, my joints were actually, my, my right leg joint was actually locked in a position where I couldn't bend it. So I walked, but my, my digestion issues were such that I had reflux, of course, with every meal. And then when I laid down to go to sleep at night, it was all I could do to breathe because of the, just the gas and the fermentation that was going on in my system from eating all the processed foods. Yeah, exactly. So if you go back to your early days of a raw vegan diet, what would be sort of a typical kind of meal plan for the day? You know, what, what would be a day like um, back then? Well, when I first started, um, I mean, the way it ended up wasn't how it started. Um, but a typical day, I guess, would be since because I was on a budget. Um, you know, I, it's, it's interesting because I did the mono meal 
before way before I found out it was good for me because because I had no money so I was going to my produce I had this produce guy and he would give me these deals on these carrots and um I would get like 25 pounds of carrots for six bucks just because he liked me <laughs> and so I would bring it and I, I might do a mono meal of just a ton of carrot juice because, you, you know, I would do juice as a mono meal as well. Um, but I might get up in the morning and usually I would do fruit in the morning. So I do a fruit smoothie, um, stick a handful of some kind of green in there. Any Anything green really is good, like spinach, sure. kale. And then, in you know, for lunch, I would have a huge salad with just lots of, now I know they say it. There's like a discrepancy on the onions, but I love onions. So I'll stick some onions on mm-hmm. there and, and peppers and just, I just really wasn't a girl who would eat something I didn't like. So I would just pick my favorite fruits and vegetables and keep them around. And for dinner, um, make maybe a raw soup or something like um, butternut squash soup. So do you have any favorite juice recipes, like your go-to juices? Yes. Carrot juice. And it's interesting Oh, when I first started, I hated it, but it's, it's so funny how the palate will change. And so carrot juice was my favorite because I was forced to drink it because that was all I could afford. So it became my favorite and I would just have some carrots and sweeten it with apples and then um, orange juice, of course, um, I guess cantaloupe. My very absolute favorite juice is cantaloupe. And this was introduced to me by a friend. And I never thought to put these ingredients together. Well, she, she, she invited me over one day and she had, she put cantaloupe in there, red sweet peppers, cucumbers, and apple. And when she first did that, I thought, Ugh, you know, I, I just, I really, I barely touched my lips to it when she gave me a glass of it. And then I, I found out it was absolutely delicious. So that, that is my favorite. Another favorite of mine, which is really good for your immune system and for detox is this combination of lemons, Granny Smith apples. Um, I guess that's it. Oh, and tangerines. Yeah, those three together. It's 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 like eating a sour gum drop. It's so delicious. Or one of those sour patch candies. It tastes like candy. I bet everybody's mouth is watering listening to this podcast. <laughs> That's what I would do, you know, when I was uh, reading any books or anything. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I really need some juice now. Or even um, that fat, fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead documentary. I mean, I was like, I need to get myself a juicer now and start juicing. <laughs> it will. It does. When you, whatever you watch, whatever you surround yourself with, that's that's what you crave usually. Exactly. You got it. And do you know any good resources like books or anything or, or specific YouTube channels for specifically going about a juice fast or cleanse? The, my main go-to is always Joe Cross, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. I have seen that so many times because, and you know, it's, it's really not that difficult to find the resources and to know how what to juice. I think that 90% of it is inspiration and motivation. Exactly. I mean, there's plenty of YouTube channels out there where you can find like, um, the raw food world, Matt Monarch, they, Angel Stokes Monarch, she lost a ton of weight doing juicing as, as well as raw. Right. And then of course, like I said, the Joe Cross fat sick and nearly dead. But there's also Dan, the man, the life regenerator on YouTube has 
a ton of videos just dedicated to juicing with lots and lots of recipes. And um, I would say the best way to successfully complete any endeavor like this, because juice fasting is, you know, it can be kind of difficult, is to just saturate yourself with information because there are lots of books out there, lots of videos and things, but whatever you, that's how I stayed with, with my fast was just to be constantly watching, watching things and reading, you know, information about it. And that's what kept me on track. I, I would, if I would ever miss a day, I would end up, you know, really faltering and then I would have to pull myself back up, you know, but that's really, that was my key anyway to that. Exactly. Wow. While you were juicing, did you focus on any supplements that would be helpful in the detoxification? The only supplements that I've ever really done um, is probably the liquid B12. And and that's not because, you know, because I've continually, well, May 15th of 2012, I decided to go vegan. So we're coming up on almost four years now. And because of that, and because of all of the controversy surrounding, are you getting enough protein? I have consistently went to my doctor and said, would you please check my levels? And my B12 levels have been above average. All my levels have always been above average. But just for good measure, I I had did start taking some sublingual liquid B12, which if it's much better than taking the pill, because if you actually take the vitamin, sometimes the body can't really absorb that into your system. So and then, then vitamin D, vitamin D is actually um, pretty is very important, and deficiency in it has been proven to lead to several immune deficiencies you know, the diseases, you know, like MS and psoriasis and things like that. So the liquid B12, the liquid vitamin D, and then also hemp seeds, chia seeds, and flax seeds provide many, if not most, of the amino acids that our bodies need for, you know, the building blocks to create the protein in our bodies. So I would take those, just a tablespoon or so, and put that in my smoothie or in my juice. You know, you were talking about B12, um, and I would recommend uh, for anybody who is interested in supplementation to check out their levels all right before they supplement. Because what happened to me was I just supplemented because I thought, hey, most people are probably deficient, so I'll probably be deficient. I started supplementing, and what happened was I, I got my test done probably maybe six months after. I was not only over the average, I was over like the recommended um, range. So, but um, you're exactly right about the vitamin D. Even those who live in a sunny climate that is closer to the equator, you know, if you're not outside all the time, you have a lot of trouble. I'm in in Vermont right now. And so I got my vitamin D mm-hmm. tested and I totally low really low. And so I'm having to supplement with large doses of it. Even if I consider to take a fit or eat fish or something like that, I still won't be able to get enough vitamin D to really boost myself uh, up there. Um, so that I'm not deficient anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, th- I think just, you know, with the way this and not to go into a, a whole other area, <laughs> but 
just just the fact that you know we all are finding out that they're finding out that our soil has been so depleted that even people who are eating like this phenomenal diet anybody who's eating the perfect diet well-rounded diet with you know every food group and all these foods that are really high in nutrients the fact is that there might be might be some deficiencies because of just the poor amount of um, nutrients that are in the soil now so I think that I think that we're going to find as time goes on that we're everybody is going to be required if they aren't already to turn to some supplementation supplemental type nutrients Exactly. And, you know, back to detoxification and things, I know that there's some herbs and supplements that can be helpful in the detoxification process. For you, did you experience a lot of detoxification symptoms? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, I... I literally thought I was going to die. I, you know, I had read, I'd heard all these videos and I'm kind of a tough cookie. I'm like, oh, it's not going to do that to me, you know. (laughs) And day, I would say about day two or three, it hit me. I felt like I was getting run over by a truck. And I, I woke up in the middle of the night. It was about three o'clock in the morning and I sat up and I remember my, I just couldn't feel my heart. I didn't know if I was alive. My head was pounding. It it was it was really a scary experience. And um I felt like I had the flu. I, I may have even been feverish. There there's so many symptoms that come along with the detox, but it's just, you know, coming off of all the chemicals that are in the foods. And people don't realize that because I get a lot of people who I'm coaching who they they come to me and they're, and they're worried. They're worried that, and these are people that aren't juicing. They're just going on to raw foods and they're worried that, oh, this, I don't think this is good for me, you know. And I've had one or two turn back and say, oh, I can't take and I'm going back to junk. And what they don't realize is just that our bodies are so addicted to these chemicals that are in the foods that when you come off of it, it's they've equated it to coming off of heroin or, or, or some street drugs. They're so addicting. It's going to make you really sick. So there's a period of time when you're going to get sicker before you get better. And and I, I was at that crossroads and it was scary. And I just, I, you know, I dug my nails in because I knew that the alternative, there was no alternative for me because I felt like I was going to die anyway. My health was so poor that I had no other choice. So for somebody, if they're not as desperate as I was, they may reconsider a little bit easier but for me but it did it did clear up but about after about two weeks I would say I honestly felt like I'd just gone to heaven it's like something happened to where I felt better than I had in my entire life it was incredible yes another big problem I had with digestive issues was incredibly painful diarrhea every meal that I had I had painful diarrhea, just cramping in my intestines. And I, I, I never understood what it was. I except, I mean, the only thing it could be is just chemical. Maybe my body was just having an inability to process all the, the, you know, the chemically laden foods. And there was a high amount of bread that went in there. And I think I was just got so impacted from all of this flour, all these flour products and all this sugar that it, when anytime I put anything in, it was just literally having to push and crowd out what I'd already stuffed in there before. So with, with the raw diet, um, it just completely eliminated, if you will, <laughs> all 
this all of this problem where I was going regularly and I was going often. And that was one thing actually that I didn't even realize till much later. It's one of those things that you just kind of grow up with because when I was grew up as a child, I remember every um, almost once a week, my mother would have me on the bathroom floor giving me an enema because I was doubled over in pain, literally in pain. It was like flu symptoms because of what I had eaten. And the only thing that would get rid of it was an enema. And and I'm glad that she had the forethought to know this, you know, even though she was, bless her heart, you know, I mean, it's not her fault. She grew up in the 50s and that that was just the way you ate, meat and potatoes and lots of sugar. And, um, but she, she did know about the natural remedies of the enema. So that's, the only thing that took care of it, but growing up with this, uh, so it was something very normal. And, and that was something that with the raw food, it immediately went away. I mean, with the juice fasting, of course, there was a lot of diarrhea, which puts a lot of people off, you know, at first, cause they, they worry that they're going to melt away. <laughs> so it's going to kill them, but really is it's just, it's one of the symptoms of detox and it, it clears you out literally and uh, heals your digestive system. So I, I live a very bowel, pain-free bowel life now. <laughs> Another story. <laughs> when I first started the, the enemas, I could not, I was too big to get up and down off the floor. So what I was doing is I was laying these thick towels on the bed. It was horrible, I know, but I was laying these thick towels on the bed with like a, a, a garbage bag underneath. And um, that was the only way I could do it because there was no way I was going to be able to get off the floor and contain that everything I just put up there. <laughs> and I, you know, let alone be able to get off the floor, period. I could not get down on the floor and get back up anymore because I was too large. So, um, so as I lost weight, I was able to get down. So that was another benchmark right there. Um, non-scale related benchmark that I was able to get down up on and off the floor. But the enemas really helped that detox process. Uh, and it helped to ease a lot of those symptoms. There's such a wonderful shift that happens. That's great. And so are there any lessons that you learned about yourself in the goal setting process? Did you have particular goals that you were after or you're just like, okay, I'm just eating really well and we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, at first, I think I was just so desperate to not be ill. You know, a lot of people go into it. They want to get into a certain size before they get, you know, they get married or something. And for me, it was, which is fine, you know, but for me, it was it was about the fact that I had three kids looking at me and I was so worried because I was a single mother anyway. And I was so worried that they were going to lose their only parent mm -hmm. that I just wanted to be well again. And so for me, my first goal was to be able to walk, you know, specifically and uh, to be able to move and, and be able to be productive and take care of my family. And so that was my first goal. And then, of course, to lose weight. I'm still, you know, on a journey. I still have another 50 pounds I want to get off. 
so what what health benefits have you received now from changing your lifestyle so drastically? Tremendous health benefits. Um, well, first of all, I've lost about 150 pounds. And the it's neat because the first thing that I noticed was that, like I had said before, I'd had this, my right knee had locked in kind of a bent position. So I walked with a strange little limp. And I even exercising and, and everything, I couldn't straighten my leg or bend my leg. And first week, the inflammation got down because, you know, the raw food diet is a very anti-inflammatory diet. My, my knee completely unlocked and I was able to move it freely again and start walking. So I went from having chest pains and not being able to walk to my mailbox. I couldn't vacuum without sitting on a computer chair with wheels and rolling around the house with a vacuum cleaner. And I went from that to being... I walk now five to seven miles a day and it was was neat because after that juice fast actually when I first started the juice fast I was living in this apartment on the third floor and I would walk every day up these three flights of stairs and I would get to the top so out of breath that I would wait outside the door to go in because I didn't want my family to see me gasping and clenching my chest and by the end of that juice fast the 100 day juice fast I was able to run up those stairs so it was pretty neat it was a pretty pretty neat accomplishment but another huge benefit of the raw food was that it completely got rid of my panic anxiety. I went from being almost agoraphobic because of my 24-7 panic attacks. I would even wake up in the middle of the night in a panic attack. I went from that having none, not one panic attack. My depression was gone. Arthritis was gone. Chest pains, heart skipping. My enlarged heart was gone or was <laughs> normal. And, and that was tied by my heart doctor. My high blood pressure went back down to normal. My doctor had to take me off of the medication because I was starting to feel like I was passing out because my blood pressure was going so low. My sleep apnea had gone away. I, I used to have to sleep with a sleep apnea machine. And just an overall feeling of, hey, I have hope again. You know, I have hope that I'm not just going to live in an old cage sitting in front of a TV watching Wheel of Fortune, you know which I'm not bashing Wheel of Fortune, but, you know, I, I have dreams. I want to I wanna hike through Europe. I want to hike the Appalachian Trail. Now I have diff- my dreams changed. You know what I mean? It's, it's everything changed because when you change your health and you prove your health, it changes everything about you. Did you notice anything change with your spirituality or sense of connection with the universe and yourself and all that good stuff? Well, yeah, with... The whole spirituality part of it is it's interesting because I always heard people talk about how more connected they were with the creator, you know, supreme being when they went on this diet. I'm a very skeptical person. I, even, you know, even though I have a lot of faith, I'm a Christian, I'm a science girl. I want brass tacks. I want to, I want to know, <laughs> I want specifics. I want a formula and, and I want proof to back it up. And so... <laughs> So I would watch these and I would just kind of roll my eyes in the back of my head and I'd watch these videos, you know, about how it affected them spiritually. And it's so interesting because as I began to clean my diet up, this cloud lifted. And I, and I think that in my, in my own opinion, you know, in my own experience, I think maybe this is why people do experience more spirituality is because 
there's so much of our f- just sickness and illness and disease. This is kind of clouding our mind and our emotions that we're not able to really experience fully um, spirituality. And so once you begin to clean your diet up, it just frees all that up. It's, it's literally like this big cloud just lifted up on me, just lifted and cleared. And then I, I just really, it, it did, it did bring me closer. I felt like I was more connected with everything, you know, God, universe, whatever you want to call it. And, um, I felt everything just seemed clearer and I was able to think clearer and the problems answers, you know, the answers that I needed for problems just seemed to appear to me. So it was, it was, it's been pretty amazing. And, and, you know, I feel like my life has opened up to all these, like, it's like you're going down a road and all these other avenues just kind of open up before you and you're like, wow. You know, all of a sudden after I kind of cleared myself up after being raw for quite a while and, and things and people would see me in different interactions and they'd see me with students or they'd see me with just interacting with colleagues and they're like, you're so gentle, you're so patient, you're so, you're so calm and almost in a, it was almost like a, it was so like surprising to people and I was, that caught me kind of off guard because I don't know. I, I almost felt like I was viewed differently by people all of a sudden. And they, they saw me in such a different kind of way. We don't have to get so stressed out about everything, you know? Yeah. I've had to deal with anger problems in the past and I, you know, got a pretty good handle on it. But when I cleaned everything up and it got rid of depression, you know, the, the self-esteem issues, the, the anger just melted away. And I, and I, one big thing that happened for me was that I began to see that everything I went through in my life was for a purpose. And that, I mean, everything, every single thing that I've went through, good or bad, was going to, I was going to be able to use that to help someone. And that's a huge revelation for me. And it's made, made it to where everything, it's made everything I've ever went through worthwhile because it's going to benefit somebody else. It's like almost like it was an investment. You can begin to look at your life like your mistakes and your failures and all your pains and hurts were an investment to be able to help someone else. During the juice fast, uh, how much weight did you lose during that 100 days? I actually lost about approximately 70 pounds. Um, I think I could have lost more. I, I actually have a thyroid. That's my, like my last thorn in my side. <laughs> and, and, and that's actually improved quite a bit. Um, I'm hoping that with the, you know, the last 50 pounds that that will bring it back to normal, but my medication has actually been cut in half, you know, through the weight loss. So I, I lost 70. I, I, I know there's a lot of other people who have lost a bit more you know, like a pound a day. But I also feel like I maybe could have lost a lot more um, had I've been doing like a low sugar version of the juice fast because I was doing quite a bit of fruit juice, you know, at one point as well. And, um, you know, when you decrease the sugar, the insulin doesn't, you know, it doesn't raise up and where everything is fat. So, you know, greens, 
you know, green juice is really where it's at for weight loss. And in retrospect, I feel like I could have, I could have done more greens, but then, you know, I mean, it really, it really, for the purposes of what I was going for, I mean, it healed so much. hundred days. It's amazing. You know, it's a small child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I should be happy. I am happy about that. I really am. <laughs> But I had started raw before that, and I'd actually went vegan before that as well. So I lost some weight before mm-hmm. that, and then I lost another 50 pounds after the Yeah. Fast. And are juices still a part of your daily plan these days? Absolutely. In fact, it, it's funny because when your body gets used to all those nutrients just flooding in, then you get to where you feel like something's missing if you're not doing it. And I'm not saying I do them all the time, but a week doesn't go by that I don't have some kind of juice yeah. going on. I've taken lately to a lot of smoothies because when you get that the high, I have a high speed uh-huh. bullet and you eat those greens in there and, and that high speed, it releases all those great enzymes and then you put a little bit of fruit in there and sure. it's not as much cleanup because I've been really you know these days I stay pretty busy so it's just a lot it's a lot more convenient but it's a it's just another way of getting all the, that goodness into you also and um what has your health journey been like lately Lately, I've just I've maintained I've been maintaining my weight for quite some time. I'll my weight will fluctuate by about ten pounds. I keep going up and down and losing the same ten pounds over and over. I think my body has become really comfortable with mm-hmm. with where I'm at, and I you know I don't mind how I look right now physically, but I know that my health would be a lot better if I got another 50 off. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm trying, there's been a lot of events that have been very challenging in my life that have kept me from making the videos and from really just putting a lot of concentration on the weight loss where I can get to my final goal. But I'm, I've been working really hard this year in 2016. I think it's going to be the year mm-hmm. for me to finally reach my goal. But even though I have been maintaining my weight. Um, the reason I'm maintaining my weight, because, you know, there are a lot of people who end up gaining their weight back. I haven't gained any weight back. And I think that's, it's because you can't do a juice fast or a year on raw food and then go back to eating fast food and processed food. When you do that, your weight's going to go right. You know, you can't, you can't solve a solution with the same mindset that caused the problem to begin with. Exactly. There's so many times that for me, eating something that was kind of normal to other people, I mean, it's like I, I couldn't even eat those foods if I wanted to at times, you know, because it would just cause so much problems for me. It'd be so uncomfortable to deal with the uh, after effects of this kind of kind of food. Mm-hmm. It becomes very uncomfortable once you're eating reasonably clean, even even if you're doing a cooked whole food diet, it, it becomes I physically become ill if I eat something processed. Now my body just rejects it and says, mm-hmm. what is that doing in here? You need to get out of there. <laughs> and, and so I'll, if I do, if I mess up, which is very rarely now, you know, the holidays are the worst for me, but then I'll, I'll take some detox teas and I'll, I'll do some fasting. I still do some fasting and then it will, it's amazing how quickly the body will come back from that. So just, you know, keeping the juices and the smoothies and the whole food has, has kept me from gaining it all back. Great job. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of mindfulness every single day and really setting intentions for yourself. And um, what are those 
the biggest lessons that you learned while eating this way? Um, the biggest lesson for me, because um, I think naturally I am a I'm an emotional eater and I was mm-hmm. a huge binge eater. And this is something I'm, I'm just recently discovering, which is kind of a duh moment for me because um, I'm a very much an all or nothing person. When I do something, like when I was going for my degrees, I'm like a freight train barreling down a hill. I'm very tunnel visioned and focused on that one thing. And so I had to, which can be good and it can be bad (laughs) um but being a a perfectionist and not it kind of sets you up for failure because how often can we live up to our own standards when we have set those standards so high so for me the biggest lesson was to to let myself be human and to make mistakes and because you know otherwise the the reprimand the process of just punishing yourself you know I'll be doing like I would be doing really good going along doing really well on my diet and then I I mess up and I eat a tater tot all of a sudden the psyche (laughs) says oh it's horrible you know you you really messed up there and then it kind of it set would set me up for like you know, several days to a several week binge, whereas you need to be that way. So it's not sure. about all or nothing. It's about making tiny steps and just making changes where you can and allowing yourself, you know, it's a process. Growing is a process. Like when your child is learning to walk, you don't say, oh, you fell down, forget it. You might as well hang this walking thing up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just keep, get up and you keep trying and oh, you yeah. realize that hey, as long as you're not veering off path, you keep your eyes on the road and you will get to your goal. No matter how many bumps, rocks, and tripping on your face comes along the way. Yeah, just to piggyback off of what you said before, that I have a guest coming on the show maybe in a week or two um, who will be talking some about the fact the fact that people sometimes assign morality to eating, you know, and you know that right. they're really like, oh my gosh, like what did I just do? Like I just, you know, I don't know, ate a bag of M and M's or something. Oh my gosh, like and just beating themselves up about these mistakes that happen right and 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 then the the punishment is is worse than the actual uh indiscretion (laughs) of eating the m&ms what advice would you give those who are inspired to give the raw diet or vegan diet or even a whole foods diet a try okay i would definitely first just saturate yourself with information information is key and it helps you not only to give you the tools and the knowledge you need but it also gives you that mindset because whatever we concentrate on. It's like when you're driving down the road. You ever drive down the road and look off? Oh, look at the cow over there. And then all of a sudden your wheel starts to turn that way a little bit and you have to correct yourself. Mm -hmm. Wherever you're focused is where you are going to be. So it's really getting that, getting the mindset. And for me, that was just reading lots of books, like I'd said before, watching YouTube videos, movies, whatever you can get your hands on. And then, and then, you know, just the first step, the most important step, in my opinion, is to go through your kitchen and get rid of the processed foods. Most of us know what that is. That's just anything that you find in the grocery store in the middle aisles. That's not anything that, you know, a box of rice aroni does not come up out of the ground, doesn't grow on a tree. So, you know, anything, anything, real food, 
Make sure you have real food. Um, the obvious things like, you know, get rid of overt sugars, cakes, candies, flours, breads, pasta, you know, tortillas and things like that. And maybe, you know, at first, because it's going to be really hard at first to get used to eating raw foods. Mm -hmm. So maybe try replacing one meal. Or, and if you can't do that, try yes. what they call overcrowding. Mm -hmm. You know, crowding, crowding out. Just add lots and lots of raw food to your, your meal. Like if you have a steak and potatoes sitting there, add a huge salad. And for dessert, maybe try a bowl of fruit you know, instead of something. Um, exactly. That's what I would definitely suggest. Now for me, and this might not work for everybody, but for me, fasting was so instrumental in helping to reset my palate because after I would even just a day or two, of fasting. By the time I was done with that fast, that carrots were looking pretty good. You know what I mean? So it just mm -hmm. it, it helped me to really appreciate whole foods. Yeah, just to have a salad was just like, oh my gosh, I can have a salad in a week or whatever. And so your channel is so amazing. It's so so many videos of your journey. Do you have any plans for the future with your YouTube channel? Yeah, I actually am working on some videos right now. I'm going to mm -hmm. do kind of like what Netflix is doing. I'm going to kind of put them all out there at once and um my journey and how I lost that last 50 pounds and then I'll have it all together. You know how I am. There's going to be silly skits in there. Um because <laughs> I can't not be silly. I want to try some recipes. I've been challenged with recipes. I've had a lot of people ask me, could you please do some recipe videos? But honestly, I hate being in the kitchen. I've never been a cook. My kids will tell their friends my mother can't cook. <laughs> and it's just, you know, very affectionately. <laughs> and um, it's just a general knowledge. But I'm going to get in there and I'm going to try to do maybe do some videos for people, other people who hate preparing food also. And um, <laughs> also one thing also I want to do is maybe some workout videos, like workout videos by real women doing real workouts that show the, the, the blood guts of it all. And, um, also maybe get out there and do some hiking and some adventure type stuff. So I think it's going to be fun. I want to get back into it again. I do miss, I do miss it. That's wonderful. Well, good for you. Good luck with that. You've done a lot of great work and I really admire you and what you've done. And you're just so inspiring to so many people. And I hope that uh, your message gets out there even further. Um, is there anything you'd like to uh, say before we kind of close? Any last words Just of that wisdom? change, you know, takes time and you have to be very forgiving. There has to be a certain amount of grace and forgiveness toward yourself. And I would say that's probably people's biggest challenge is having faith in themselves and allowing themselves to grow naturally, which includes mistakes. So if you do that, um, you know, you're going to reach your goals. Absolutely. And, uh, and you definitely can contact me. I'll, I'm always willing to help. And there are tons of people out there willing to help as well. So reach out. That's, that's also very important too. What helped me was getting involved in the community, the raw community, um, talking to other people, this tremendous amount of support out there with people yeah. like-minded who are struggling just like we are and that's a huge part of it having a support network 
Definitely. And so just to say it again, uh, where could we find you? Well, you can find me at Fat Woman Goes Raw. That's my name for my YouTube channel, as well as my closed Facebook group. And also you can email me at all one word, fatwomangoesraw at gmail.com. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Kim, for being a part of the show tonight. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. It was so good to talk to you again. You just heard the Holistic Pilgrimage podcast with Amy Panetta and guest Kimberly Bachoven. If you enjoyed the program, please click subscribe and share with your friends on Facebook and other social media outlets. Your help in spreading the word is very much appreciated. Please go to www.holisticpilgrimage.com to enjoy other podcasts, the blog, and more information about health coaching. Thank you very much.